Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. It's a brand new week, and we got a great show for you this week. So glad you tuned in. We're going to talk about a lot of good things, fun things, talking about some mistakes on your 401ks, talking about selling companies, talking about a professional artist that we're bringing in here, talking about some of his work and how do we tie that in, the the art of really doing the right thing in life and everything else that's going on with the inauguration. I'll tell you, Randy, it's been a crazy week, crazy mm. week, and lots of new things happening. A lot of people never thought that this would happen, and they still can't <laughs> believe that it has. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, Michael, when you think about a changeover in the political landscape, I mean, mm. there's a wonderful thing in this country that we have a change from one political party to another or one political idea to another, and we do it peacefully. That's wonderful because yeah. in other countries yeah. they don't. But yeah. here we have a whole new idea of how things are going to go. Some people are very excited about it because it comes from a very economic and business kind of a viewpoint. Well, it does. You know, it really does. And, and there's obviously, listen, anytime there's new thoughts that, that arise, there's going to be difference of, of opinion. Listen, I remember uh, Ruth Bell Graham. She said one time, you know, Billy Graham's wife back in the day, she said, listen, in a marriage, if you guys, if, if there's two of you, obviously, in a marriage and you never disagree on anything, one of you is unnecessary. <laughs> so, you know, what that means is even in a strong relationship, as marriages should be, as you work on it, grow it, et cetera, you're going to differ from time to time. You're going to have different thoughts and ideas on how to solve certain problems. I know my wife and I, Randy, when we raise our children, you know, we have to talk through what's the best way to take care of, you know, this situation. Maybe something, there's a discipline and situation that we need to uh, resolve, or maybe, uh, you know, so-and-so is picking on so-and-so and we got to resolve that as well. And so these are things that we need to talk through because we've come at it from a different blueprint. So yeah, I think anytime we see political change. Folks, if you're out there and you're saying, I cannot believe all this and all of that, of course, there's going to be people with different opinion, uh, you know, giving different ideas, different thoughts. doesn't mean all of them are right or wrong, but it just means that people are going to have different thoughts and ideas. And, uh, you know, I don't know, Randy, from my perspective, I tend to lean towards the fact that I really believe that from a political perspective, you should have to have at least 10 years. This is my own opinion at least 10 years of successful business experience that you started on your own. And I'm not saying you're in a situation where success, meaning you have to reach X levels of plateau, but you at least have profitable years. You know, back in the day, we used to see a lot of uh, gas, and we still do to some degree, gas at the pump where part of the gas, you know, you see that little sign on the, on the pump, it says 10% of the gas is ethanol based. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Sure. Well, at the end of the day, you know, that whole ethanol product uh, would not be sustainable without government funding. Mm -hmm. So somebody that's in that industry, they say, hey, you know, we've got this, we produce this, it's successful. Well, no, without the funding, it's not. So real business experience, it's been successful. And now they move to political scene because they know what it's like to get beat up in the world. 
You know what I mean? I think you hit it right on the head, Michael, because a lot of the people, I hate to say this, a lot of the people that are very, very upset about what's going on politically right now are people who probably not been through an awful lot of elections. There's been some young people here at work that were just devastated by what happened in the political election. And some of us who you know are in our 50s are looking at them going, you just haven't lived long enough to know that this isn't going to affect your life the way you think it is. I right. mean, you know, back when Jimmy Carter was elected, I couldn't get a credit card because he put a freeze on credit. I remember that vividly. And that was one of the big things in my life that a president changed in my particular world. That's hmm. not a big thing when you start to look back at it. I couldn't get a card. So I, I remember I applied for a Montgomery Wards card and I finally got that. <laughs> so, and, and they're not even around anymore. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it will affect you to a certain point, but it won't affect you on the grand scale that you think it will. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. You know, a lot of the a lot of the big picture, grandest things that we think are going to occur oftentimes don't. So that's why it's important. And that's what I love about this show. Each and every week dialing in and, and trying to give palatable, real, walk away, tangible advice that people can say, okay, you know what? This is important. This is what we need to be doing for our lives because that's really what's going to help people day in and day out. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. Give us a call at 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. When you go to the website down at the bottom of the page, we have a place there if you would like another opinion on what's going on with your financial life right now. Maybe you have a financial advisor in your life and you put this plan together and you wonder to yourself, you know, I haven't visited that in quite a while. I wonder if it's still relevant. I wonder if I should be making any moves. Well, Michael's a guy that sits down with you and takes a look at things like that. We'd love to have that opportunity. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. Well, Michael, you talk about the excitement that's out there right now. The markets are very excited about Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, there are people out there that are predicting some new highs that we are not at the end of this bull run. Take a listen to what they said recently on Fox Business. We're very bullish and we think that uh, 10% is achievable, no problem. Dow 30,000 in the next four to five years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, says Maria. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dow 30,000, they've been predicting that for quite a while, and now it seems like it's in sight. Now the 20 is in sight. So, Michael, should we get all excited about things like that? What do you think? Should we temper our excitement? Well, you know, I, th I think you should always temper excitement. Greed is greed is what causes people to blow up their ship in a lot of ways. Financial ship anyways, you know. I think we got to be in a situation where we can say, you know what, is that going to happen? I hope it does. Will it happen? I don't know. So we want to make sure that we're preparing either way. And, and, you know, one of the things that I will tell you is a couple of the little nuances there that, you know, people are going to listen to. And this is why it's so important, folks, as you're listening to this, to keep in mind... Keep in mind that when you listen to media, regardless of what it is, it's soundbite media. You walk away with soundbites. You have to filter everything. And what I mean by that, Randy, is the idea, if you listen to that clip, one of the things that she came out very uh, predominant was Dow 30,000 and 10%, mm -hmm. okay? But what people may have missed is four to five years. Right. So let's do some math. I mean, what, do you, what, what does that look like making another 10% maybe this year or next year or the next couple of years? You know, what are you talking about there? You know, what, what are you referring to? What is she specifically saying? I understand Dow 20 to 30, and I know we can do the math around that and say, okay, here's what the actual rate of return would be. I get all that. But when she throws out those different numbers, a lot of times people will do that because everybody's very bold before it happens, right? <laughs> and then when it happens, they're like, well, you know, things occur and things happen and whatever. So 
I'm not saying that it won't go to Dow 30,000. What I am saying is, is there's a way and there are ways in your portfolio to make sure and ensure that you're not just saying, you know what, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to, I'm going to just align my portfolio, Randy, in such a way, folks, if you're doing this, if you're aligning your portfolio in such a way that you're saying, okay, you know what? I think the market's going to go up this year. I think it's going to go up next year. I think it's going to go up the next year. I think it's just going to keep going up. You're going to find yourself in a 2008 situation and possibly worse at some point because the market isn't going to go up forever. It has to have significant pullbacks over time, especially with all of the debt that's on the system. A lot of people forget, Randy, about quantitative easing. You know, it's something that we talk about from time to time because, listen, repetition helps memory. And, and, and the memory of what occurred is very, very important because that's something that we know has to be dealt with. You know, the fact that we're spending tons and tons of money. Sure, we got a new president in office, and I think it's a great thing, and there's a lot of excitement about it. But what we know is if Trump really dives in and cuts a lot of the things he wants to cut and, and does a lot of the things that he's saying he wants to do. Now, whether he'll do them or not, I'm not trying to be political, but, you know, whether he'll do them or not is, is one thing. Listen, I'm conservative. I'm pro-business. I'm for the idea of uh, a smaller government. I'm for all of those things. I think the government's got way out of control. You know, you got these governmental bodies coming in and, and kind of going after businesses in a lot of ways. And at the end of the day, you know, for no real reason, even the IRS back a couple of years ago, when they were going through that whole scandal of kind of auditing these companies and auditing these folks really for no real legitimate reason, year after year after year after year. And folks, I got to tell you, if you've never been through an audit, it, it takes a tremendous amount of energy and manpower to go through these things, which inhibits the growth of the business, which quite honestly inhibits taxes that those communities and the government itself are going to are going to receive. So when you look at it from a growth perspective, I know it kind of went off on a rabbit hole here. I apologize, <laughs> rabbit trail, but it's really, really important. I think at the end of the day, Randy, people have to look at their portfolio and say, OK, where am I at in life? Meaning your age. Am I 50? Am I 60? Am I, am I in what I call the financial red zone? Folks, that financial red zone is, is, is 50 and over. That means you're, you're playing football. You're, you're in the 20 yard line and close to the field. You're, you're close to the goal line. You're getting ready to score. Well, you need to be in a situation where you take a little bit different strategy. And that's why, you know, Randy, in football, you know, the defensive structures, they end up invoking the prevent defense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because the goal is to prevent the offense from, from scoring because they're so close. It's, it's a different type of defense than they use on any other part of the field. And the reason is, is because they're so close. We need to be doing the same thing with our portfolio because most of the folks, at least that we're working with, they've accumulated enough wealth that if they just protect and grow reasonably what they have while also reducing taxes, they're going to be okay. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. We've been talking a little bit about the inauguration just a couple of days ago and a changeover in the political landscape. That's probably not what you should base all of your investing decisions on. Michael says, you know, sit down, figure out where you are, build it on Main Street, not necessarily Wall Street. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And we've talked an awful lot about the different things that are happening out there when it comes to pensions and Social Security and getting control of your money. One of the ways that you can do that is put your 401k to better use. Michael has some ideas about that. We'll have it coming up next on The Wealth and Health Show. It's a beautiful day. Sky falls, 
Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Just wanted to encourage you to go to swingintocountry.com for the Student Aces upcoming event here, February 10th from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Roger Dean Stadium in Abacoa Town Center. Going to be a great time. Don't miss it and uh, be a sponsor if you can, but help out and check it out at swingintocountry.com. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. A little power of love and Huey Lewis. Hardest working man in show business for many, many years. I don't know if you ever saw one of his tours, but that was a hard working man. He was on the he was on the road an awful lot there, Michael. Oh, rocking and rolling. I remember that song. It was definitely a good one. And you know, it's funny you say that about working hard because I really believe, Randy, you know, that's the re I really believe that's one of the main reasons Trump won the election. Mm-hmm. He was in a situation where, you know, folks, if you weren't aware of this, he was out there, he was literally doing four, five, six venues a day. Uh, some days. I mean, towards the end of the uh, of that process, he was really, really, really going at it. And, you know, you, when you think about it, I mean, hopping out there, I mean, just to speak for an hour and to be on point and then hop in your plane and go somewhere else and do it again and do it again and do it again. And, you know, I mean, it's that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a toll on your body. But he knew that it was going to take a lot of effort to kind of go against the machine, for the lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know yeah. how he did it because, I know, I, air travel wears me out. I mean, uh, I'm not yeah, a person yeah. that travels that much, so it just wears me out. I don't know how you do more than one in one day. And he, like you said, he was doing four and five in one day. It's insane. Well, it is insane. I mean, obviously, he's in a situation where he's got the right coaches around him from from food and, and et cetera. And then also, you know, when you fly private, obviously, it's a little bit different. You're right. in a place where you don't have to go through uh, all the nonsense that everyone else goes through. And so, you know, that's convenient. That's very convenient as, as far as a way to get around. And it, quite honestly, it makes you more efficient. I mean, that's one of the benefits of of chartering or flying private in general, depending on how you decide to do that. But yeah, I mean, either way, he still put a lot of effort in and, and that's commendable. And like you were talking about Huey Lewis, I mean, you know, they did what they did in a lot of ways because of, of the traveling. I, I remember talking to Sammy Hagar, you know, when I was mm-hmm. at Sammy's place uh, back in uh well last year it was we were chatting and connected and you know really cool had a nice time with him and his wife having dinner and just kind of doing some stuff at the studio and other business together and talking about all the tours that he did and all the different things to kind of really build out the Cabo Wabo brand you know and a lot of those tours and things that he did helped build that brand out which allowed him to sell the company for a couple hundred million you know so there is a direct result of what you put in and what you get out, you know? I mean, that, and that's just a crucial part of life that I think we all know, but sometimes we forget. <laughs> Not at all different than what we're going to talk about next here because, Michael, all of us have been putting money in our 401k our entire life. This is where we put our effort. We put this this money in there hoping that it's going to be there for retirement, and then we want to make sure that we're using it effectively. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. I mean, people leave their 401ks behind when they leave a job and it's, you know, they just get a statement in the mail and they go, oh yeah, that's still there, and they 
they don't pay too much attention to it. That is not really a effective use of your money. You want to get this under the control of your umbrella, don't you? Well, there's really a couple of reasons, uh, Randy, to do and, and kind of deal with 401ks. And you're exactly right, getting into control under your umbrella. And by that, folks, we're talking about the idea of your control, so to speak, and, and what that looks like. Now, you may not be the one that wants to necessarily manage the money, but you want to you give yourself the best opportunity. I guess the way I'm looking at it in life is if you're in a situation where you're going to set yourself up for the future, right? You want to have the best opportunity for success, that you can. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the other day and I was th- I was talking about sometimes in life we get so obtuse in our thinking, Randy. You know, we're in a situation where we're walking through the woods and we're just fixated on a weed. <laughs> you know, and if you if you're focused on that weed, you're not going to get ever get out of the woods, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of draw back and look at things that matter. And when it comes to your 401k, there's a couple things that we know. You know, there was a uh, a 60 minutes. Remember remember obviously 60 minutes we're all familiar with that show. And there was a show, Randy, a couple years back that actually talked about, they did a study on 401ks. And they talked about how there's uh, anywhere between seven to eight, seven to eight hidden fees inside of the 401k. Wow. And the reason that's the case, Randy, is because, you know, they basically, a 401k, if you think about it, folks, they have to design the plan to be conducive and available and open, so to speak, to kind of everybody, right? So let's say you got the senior executives that have been around for a long time and they have millions of dollars in their 401k. And then you have somebody that's just a new hire for the company and they're coming in and they want to put 500 bucks a month in. Well, that plan, even though there might be carve out plans and different types of different things with different plans in general, the traditional 401k plan for a company has to be able to support all of those different money levels. Well, because of that, you're in a situation where you're going to have additional costs built in. Same way with the healthcare system. And I don't want to get into that, but that's why some of these things became an issue. You know, when you got my uh, folks like myself, Randy, a 39-year-old male, I'll be 40 uh, in September here, I'm dating myself, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 39-year-old male having to have uh, pregnancy right. coverage, right. maternity. I mean, that doesn't, how does that make any sense? So, you know, it's, it's just sharing the cost. That's what happens with 401k. So a couple of things people need to be looking at when you're looking at 401s. Number one, is it advantageous to roll your 401k? The answer is absolutely. Now, you don't want to roll your 401k just to roll it anywhere, okay? You want to make sure that where you're rolling it, maybe the firm you're rolling it to, as far as the, the folks that you're looking to hire to help you with that, or if you're going to do it on your own, whatever that looks like, Make sure that you have a clear understanding of what you're looking to do. And that might be a several meeting process. I know, Randy, with us, you know, we're sitting down, we've sat down with folks in the past because we do a lot of this and we really talk about, okay, what are your desires? What are your goals? What do you want to do? And then not only that, we kind of go through what I call the worlds of investments. We build a financial house. We do things simple for people that they can walk away and remember why we're doing what we're doing and help them educate a little bit to some degree of what's going on and what's going to happen with their money. So number one, you want to roll it, but you want to make sure you roll it to a place that you're comfortable with. And a second reason, Randy, why it often makes sense to roll a 401k is you can often have lower fees. Okay, not always, but often. You remember I said about the 60 Minutes study that was done a couple years ago and with those seven or eight hidden fees. Well, when you go independent, now you're in a place where you're really in a, in a spot where the only thing that you're paying for is the management of your funds, right? You're not paying for the management of everyone else's funds, and that's important. And so if you're in a 401k, folks, you know, and somebody sells out their positions, everyone, everyone absorbs the cost of that sale. 
Like if somebody's got a million dollars and they want to sell, sell out or roll out, you know, they're going to sell whatever positions are owned in there, whatever mutual funds or stocks or whatever are owned and that particular 401k for that million dollar rollout to happen. And everyone else in the fund is going to absorb the cost of that sale, so to speak, of, of those shares being sold. When you're independent, when you've rolled it out, now you're in a place where you don't have those costs. So number one, you want to make sure that when you roll it out, you roll it out to a place where you know you're comfortable of the person or the firm or whatever dealing with your money. Number two, you want to roll it out for the purpose of reducing your fees. And number three, you want to roll it out, Randy, because you're in a place where you're going to have the opportunity to have generally a more holistic plan, something where you're talking about more than just growing your money. Because, you know, Randy, a lot of times people forget that your 401k or 403b or profit sharing, whatever it may be, that is a tax time bomb, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it really is because you're in a situation where, folks, if you say, okay, I got $2 million in my 401k or $5 million or a million or whatever the number is, you're in a place where you're saying, okay, this is what I have in that that portfolio. We'll just use $2 million as an example. Well, the, the reality of it is you don't have $2 million in that portfolio, in that 401k. And the reason you don't is because 25 to 30 or or so percent of that money is the government's. Because when you take money out of that portfolio, guess who's going to get a piece of the pie, Randy? Uncle Sam, your partner. Uncle Sam, our favorite uncle, right? Everybody's got a relative named Uncle Sam, okay, (laughs) in America. Anyways, and so from that perspective... What we want to do, the third reason there, a more holistic plan, is we want to be taking a look at, okay, not just rolling, not just growing this money, not just trying to make money on it, not just trying to protect it and grow it, okay, but trying to say, okay, what are some things we can do to create some advanced tax planning around this money so that way we can reduce our taxation over time. And folks, if that's something that matters to you, reducing taxes on your wealth over time, it's something you got to really pay attention to because it's not often talked about, Randy. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, and you can find us at leanonthewall.com. Give a look at our website, and down at the bottom of the page there, there is a place where you can say, give me a review. Tell me what uh, I've got going on here. Michael, I'd like to sit down with you and, and talk about this because that is what we're talking about here. Your 401k. You've been putting money into that your entire life. What do you do with it? How do you maximize that money when you get to your retirement years? And that is a big question. And Michael just gave you three answers, three reasons right there why you might want to address that particular part of your investing life. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL. Or 888-511-9255. Again, online, it's leanonthewall.com. And while you're on the website, you can take a look at the link right there for Retire Once, Retire Well. You have a new edition of your best-selling book, Michael. And I know that the topics that we talk about on the radio, just like what we've been just talking about, are right there in the book as well. This second edition of the book, first off, it's just a great honor to be able to, to write this. And it just came out of the ideas of what some of the things that we've done over the years in helping people. And, and you know, so often we're in a place where as a boutique firm, you know, being in a place where we, we primarily work with people who are retired, soon going to be retired, whether that's retiring from a job, uh, selling a company, retiring from a, some type of a sport, whether it's baseball, pro baseball, football, golf, whatever. 
we're in a situation where they're kind of moving on to the next phase of their life. And so we're positioned to kind of help those folks with that aspect. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of add to that book and, and just kind of add things in that I think were pertinent that people can take home. And by the way, folks, if you pick up a copy, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Go pick up a copy of the book because I really believe that's going to give you a lot of education. And it's a simple, easy read. You know, that's, the, Randy, the, the goal and the continued goal and anything that we do is we want it to be a simple, easy read. So you can pick it up, read it in a weekend. Listen, folks, it's only 110 pages. It's not a novel. You read it over a weekend. You learn some great things, and you get to think about the financial world differently. And, you know, Lord willing, it helps you move along your way. And that, and that's and if, if you feel at the end of that you want to reach out to us and get a second thought, great. But if it's helped you in a place where you can go and grow and where you are, then that's so just fine as well. But that was really the goal, Randy, is to write a simple, easy read. And a lot of our clients kind of asked us for some of these things. Hey, could you put something together that we could read to help us kind of gain a better knowledge, even above and beyond the educational sessions that we have when we meet with clo- folks in general. And Michael, one of the things that we've been talking about on the show today is in our first segment, we talked about Dow 30,000. People think that the market going up, that's the only thing that it can do. But you have a, a chapter in your book about financial amnesia. We forget sometimes when the market's going up like it is of what actually happened in 2008 and 2001. It can go the other way. Well, it certainly can. And, you know, listen, anytime, Randy, that we've shared, you know, that that comment was on Fox Business and anytime that I've shared on Fox Business or CNBC or whatever, I'm always cautious what I share because, you know, I want to be in a situation where obviously you're giving people hope and you're giving people insight, but you don't want to share things that maybe cause people to go. Remember, you're talking to the masses. So it's, it's very, very important that, you know, you're not, when you're talking to the masses like that, I, I've always strived to do that. Again, when, when we're on those shows is to be in a place where we're sharing thoughts and ideas that connect with people that can give them thoughts, but not help them, you know, kind of go overboard and, and do things that are inappropriate for their portfolio. Because, hey, I heard this on Fox Business or I heard it on CNBC. And so therefore it's probably going to happen. And you're absolutely right that one of the chapters, Financial Amnesia, Randy, the whole purpose of that chapter is if you're in a situation where you say, okay, here's my portfolio value today. Uh, in other words, you look at your statements, you look at your value of your portfolio and you know what it is, all right? You know what you what your wealth value is, so to speak. You might even know what that value is and that number was two years ago or three years ago or four years ago. But, you know, a lot of times it's tough for people to say, well, what was my value 10 years ago? I don't know. So how do you really know? I was sitting down with a predominant attorney on the island, Palm Beach Island here, and we're gonna be doing some stuff together. And we were talking about just that, talking about the idea of how a lot of times when they sit down with clients and they're looking at trusts and things like that, or they're looking at some of the different things going on for the benefit of the client, they're saying, okay, what is, you know, this so-and-so advisor, what is the value? What's going on? What's happening with the portfolio? And so this financial amnesia is huge. And so what we've done is we've created a sheet at our firm, which is a real simple sheet. Randy, I call it the report card, right? All right. I mean, everybody hated report cards in school. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get my report card. I hope it's all A pluses, right? Sometimes that wasn't the case. I mean, right. I know I didn't always. Randy, I know you probably got always got A pluses. Uh, no, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> you got A minus. I was right there with you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There, there you go. So we got a, what we call a report card, which basically is something as simple as here's what you started with. Here's your value now. Here's how many withdrawals you've taken out over time. So it's real simple. And people know that when we sit down, and that's why I put it in the book. You need to be in a situation, folks, where you have a clear, simple report card. 
It allows you to easily hold the folks you're working with accountable to say, what was my portfolio value? No, 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 not what was it a year ago or two years ago? Hey, you know, we're having a great year this year. Hey, we're whatever. And you forget, what was it 10 years ago? What was it 15 years ago? What was it five years ago? Whenever you started with that person, what was that actual value? That's very important. Now it's a real simple way, and that's what we do at our firm. That's why I put it in the book, because we want people to know, listen, we're going to be held accountable from day one, and we're going to tell you we're so excited about what we're going to be able to do for you that we're going to share with you the fact that we're going to remind you in the future what you started with and what your value is now. That way it's easy for you to evaluate how we're doing for you. And that's important when it comes to your finances. And that's what that chapter really dives into is how do you know whether or not you have a report card currently with your current advisor and what should that look like? So I called it financial amnesia because the idea is a lot of times people forget, as you mentioned, Randy, the past. And it's, I think it's important. We've got to remember. We've got to focus on what happened and how can we improve in the future. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. We're talking about Michael's best-selling book, Retire Once, Retire Well. There's a new edition, and we would love to share that with you. Go online, pick it up. It's at leanonthewall.com. There's a link right there for it. You can also give us a call if you have a question for Michael. We love to handle your questions here on the show. We're going to have our Ask Michael segment coming up not too long from now. But here it is. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Coming up next, we like to feature prominent people here in our community and kind of introduce you to them. Painter Ray Mayo is going to be our guest coming up next. Take a look at his website, newlifecreativepainting.com. He does some wonderful, really inventive work around our area. We'll find out what's behind the man. Coming up next on The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Just wanted to encourage you to go to swingintocountry.com for the Student Aces upcoming event here February 10th from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Roger Dean Stadium in Abacoa Town Center. Going to be a great time. Don't miss it and uh, be a sponsor if you can, but help out and check it out at swingintocountry.com. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And here we are uh, sitting in studio live with a rock star artist. I'll tell you, this guy has become a good friend over the years. Ray Mayo is his name. And uh, he lives here in the Palm Beach area. And if you've been in a situation where you go to Christ Fellowship, the Gardens Campus, and you ever have wanted to have an awesome omelet in the morning, Ray's the guy with the chef's hat. I only say that because he's just he's got a heart of service. And uh, to me, that is phenomenal. And, you know, Randy, anytime that we interview someone, uh, we always look for people that are kind of making waves in their industry, doing things that are, you know, kind of forefront, so to speak, in their thinking, but also have a heart to really give back. Obviously, that's been our thread. And I know, Randy, that's your thread as well. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking over, talk about making waves. I'm looking at the website right now and I see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle riding a wave right now. So you're right on track right there. You'll have to ask him about that. Uh, well, he's he's right here. So we'll, we'll rock it. Well, let me, folks, let me give you a little intro to Ray. Newlifecreativepainting.com is his website. But Ray Mayo, he's an artist, a muralist, a 3D painter. Uh, we've talked off air about all kind of different things. From, from faux finishes, wood grain, to marble, to veneer, to trump loy, to all kind of other really cool things. So we're going to bring that in. But Ray, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hey, well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a, it, Just to be here with you, Michael, is amazing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what can we say? You said it, I, I didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this. You know, I mean, uh, you were talking earlier a little bit about a learned skill and a learned trait. You know, so often today... Uh, we hear people say, oh, this is a learned trait. This is a learned skill. You know, a lot of times things come to people kind of, they're born with gifts and some are learned and some are accentuated. And I know that you talked about the idea of learning and growing and repetition. How did that all work for you in kind of getting into this space, becoming the, the artist the artist that you are? Oh, it's kind of funny. You know, I started out uh, as a muralist when I was really, really young. I was probably about four or five when I did my first mural on the wall at the house. Of course, mom spanked me for it back then. Quit writing on the wall. <laughs> that was yeah. it. That was yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it mm. really is a, a matter of uh, how often you repeat something, uh, the better you get at it. Um, you know, the 10,000 hour rule that says if you practice something for 10,000 hours, you become a master at it. It doesn't mm. matter what it is. Mm. Um, and I got to thinking about it. And over the years, I've got about 50,000 hours. So I don't know what that makes me, but mm. um, it's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice. Yeah. That's a lot of practice. So the idea is, you know, you think about, uh, okay, well, what is what is your level of creativity? And, and classically, the thinking was, Am I am I born creative or mm. is it something that can be learned? Mm -hmm. And uh, the truth is, is that uh, it is a skill. Mm -hmm. So a skill uh, like any other uh, skill with art or um, a trompe l'oeil or, or something that uh, you would create, uh, it, the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's mm. like it's like taking your arms and you fold them naturally. You just, you know, if you did that right now, if you're unless you're driving your car, um, you know, fold your arms like you normally would and then reverse that. And the amount of effort it takes to reverse it because you're not used to doing it is amazing. Uh, and, and so the more you do something, the, uh, the better you get at it. That's how that works. Well, that makes sense. And I, I know, Randy, you're, uh, you're a professional artist as well, aren't you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've spent at least 10,000 hours doing this, and I don't think that I've got it down yet. I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I, I, need, I think I need a few more hours on this thing. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. All right. Uh, Ray, let me ask you this question. So when you, when you do painting... What, first off, what are some of the things that you love to do most? And what are some of the most challenging things that you encounter when you paint? What I love to do most is just create. And when I go mm. into a customer's house and, and uh, they say they want a mural, but they're not sure exactly what they want. Um, I love to go in and look at the surroundings. I, I like to look at their lifestyle. I like to look at what they like uh, and then create from that. Uh, give them a space that they feel comfortable in. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I mean, you ended up, uh, obviously folks, if you're unaware, if you've never been to our offices here in the gardens, we actually had Ray come in and do some, I don't know, what, what type of work was that? You, I mean, you were using like airbrush stuff and different things and palm leaves. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. My wife had a little bit of the idea and, you know, brought it together and, and her and Ray kind of did the old brainstorming as we talked about earlier. That's and they right, came up right. with a, a pretty cool thought. Let me ask you this, when, when it comes to really specialty, creative work 
Is there a typical time frame that you kind of put to each project or, you know, how does that work as far as the creativity time, you know, kind of the paint time, product time, whatever. I'm, maybe I'm using the wrong words here, but how does that all come together for you? Yeah, I think I understand your question. The, uh, um, the amount of time that I put into a project can vary, but I am what they would call, there's two different thoughts on creativity and, and, and how people create. Uh, the first one is adapter, and the second one is innovator. Um, I'm more of an innovator type, and let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, Norman Rockwell uh, was an, an adapter. Picasso was an in innovator. Uh, Picasso was able to create an entire movement of art, cubism, and, and he actually innovated. He created something from nothing. Mm. Uh, Norman Rockwell, on the other hand, um, he was extremely talented, so creative, but what he would not was not able to do was to draw something from his mind. So huh. into his studio, he would actually have to bring, let's say, for example, he wanted to uh, paint a train set. He would actually have a company ship him a train set uh, and, and borrow it while he painted that work. And then uh, he would send it back when he was done with it. Wow. Yeah. So that's where he, so he actually had to physically see Correct. the situation. Now, when you do it, you, I mean, I, nothing's there. You're just basically saying, I'm going to create this based on what the, what the client or, you know, what they commission you to do, so to speak, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'll create something from the beginning. Uh, occasion, I'll use a reference, uh, uh, sometimes for perspective or for form. Uh, but uh, yeah, most of the time what we do is just uh, innovate right from the beginning. Yeah. And I love that. Just, you know, cause that's, I think the true inspiration coming up with something fresh, new, and, and that's really Randy, what I really love. You know, when we talk about, um, how Ray's style is adapted here, folks, by the way, we're talking with Ray Mayo. He's an artist, muralist, 3d painter, really, uh, a professional in his craft. He's been com commissioned to do a variety of great pieces and great work. And, and a lot of the uh, higher-end homes in, in the Palm Beach area and some different places actually not outside of Florida, I guess, as well. And uh, you can check him out at newlifecreativepainting.com. If you've missed the previous segments or you want to get back to, I guess, not want to miss, no, 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 you want to get back to, <laughs> say, wait a minute, I missed that previous segment of the show or the last show, go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. If there's something you want us to share on the show or a great story, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or maybe you just want a second set of creative eyes on your financial portfolio, uh, give us a ring. Talk to us a little bit, uh, Ray, you said about trompe l'oeil. What is that? A trompe l'oeil is, um, is a French word for fools the eye, and it's, uh, it's a way of painting three-dimensional. Uh, as an example, I did one for an office down here, and they, uh, the desk was actually too close to the back wall, and they didn't want something protruding from the wall. So I painted the, uh, their sign to make it look like it was actually a, a picture on the wall. And you actually had to go up and touch it uh, to find out that it was actually painted on the wall. So that was, is what trompe l'oeil is. It makes it look like something is there in a 3D fashion. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, my, Michael, cool. I think that you and, and Ray need to get together because you can hire Ray to do the painting and then we have to go to you for an insurance policy because yeah. I'm looking at this right now. I think I'd walk right into the wall and bump my head as I was. <laughs> what? There's, there's a picture on your website here, by the way, it's it's newlifecreativepainting.com of somebody who put a barrel with a pair of wine glasses and a bottle of wine and then you have painted a wine cellar. It looks like a door. I know I would walk right into that. <laughs> exactly well you know what's you know what's funny randy when i saw that i was thinking of ray painting 
Do you ever see that street paintings? Yes, yes. Where it looks like it's a big, like like the, the street just ended and you fall down. And you're absolutely right, Landy, yep. Randy. I thought, you know, this is crazy stuff. Yep. So when you when you do this, I mean, is this a project like he was talking about there? Does that take a long time? I mean, is that several days or how does that work? Yeah, one, the size of that, uh, the wine cellar that we did, it took uh, three days on that one. Wow. Um, I had a, Now, was there any wine in that cellar when you were done? Uh, no, just beside. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the owner took care of that pretty quick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a customer one time, he told me that his um, uh, property owners, the management company wanted him to close his garage door. And so um, they had a big battle over it, and it actually turned into a lawsuit. So he wanted me to come in and paint the closed garage door to make it look like it was open <laughs> with his car in there and everything. <laughs> that's fantastic. And that, you know, that's one of those things where it's just like, I'm doing this just because. Just right? because. Just yeah. because. I, I give you the guy's name, but I don't want to give him much. Yeah. <laughs> a prominent lawyer in West Palm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty funny. Well, you know, it's, I love your work. I love what you're doing. Let me ask you this. If you had to say there was one piece that you've done over the years, uh, you know, I'm looking at this wall here with these deck of cards. I mean, you got you got a lot of stuff, folks. You got to check his site out, newlifecreativepainting.com. Really, really cool stuff. But if there's one piece that you've done over the years that you say, you know what, this is really probably one of my favorite pieces. Something stand out? Yeah, that would have to be the, uh, the bookworm uh, with the library wall. That one was done life-size. Each book was named individually by the customer themselves. They put on uh, family sayings and family names. And wow. So it was very, very personalized. But what was interesting was to get the perspective on it, I actually stood in the place of the librarian and traced around myself to get the proper dimensions and perspective on it. Is it is that, you're talking about the guy standing on the, the ladder? The guy standing on the ladder, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Randy, any, any quick questions while we have Ray? We've got to wrap up here, but anything you hit in your mind you want to share, thought, or ask? Well, if you don't want to put a stone or brick on a wall, go ahead and talk to Ray because Ray can make it happen for you with paint. It's amazing. I mean, it looks just so very real. I'm looking at these and go, what's so great about that? And I realize, oh, that's a painted stone on that wall. I get it. Okay. It's really very, very realistic what you do, and it really fools the eye. Everybody needs to check it out, newlifecreativepainting.com. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. Well, Ray, thanks so much for coming and, you know, kind of taking the time. I know, you know, we love what you did here at our space. You know, just may God bless you and your continued endeavors and, and all that you have and as you assist people to kind of realize their space and make it come alive. Yeah, well, thank you, Michael. I, you know, I really appreciate uh, what you guys do at the, the Wealth and Health. And, you know, we've come to know each other over the past year, and it's just been an amazing relationship that we have. Thank you so much for what you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Just wanted to encourage you to go to swingintocountry.com for the Student Aces upcoming event here February 10th from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Roger Dean Stadium in Abacoa Town Center. It's going to be a great time. Don't miss it and uh, be a sponsor if you can, but help out and check it out at swingintocountry.com. 
Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. He's talking about his conversation with Sammy Hager there, so I thought we'd drag out a little Van Halen for you. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com or give us a call at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. We do take your calls, and we also go out and talk on the street and ask you some financial questions here and there. We call it Ask Michael. Can I ask you something? I've been wondering. Let me ask you a question. Here's a question for you. All right, Michael, we take our microphones out on the street and we ask people some questions about their money and their finances. And the question that we had just recently was, what is your number one retirement concern? You know, will the rules change? I'm planning for what the status is right now. I just hope it doesn't change drastically. The number one question I have about retirement is having enough money to last until I no longer need it, which means, you know, If I live long enough, I may outlive my savings. Well, that's what they say is the number one concern of everybody. I want to make sure that my money outlasts me. But that first one was kind of interesting, Michael. He said, I'm planning for where we are right now. I'm worried that there might be changes in the future and the plans that I have right now aren't going to be relevant. I'll get bypassed by some of this. That's a big concern, isn't it? Well, it's a huge concern and it's it's the truth. If you've lived in the world... Uh, more than one day, you know, things change. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. So, you know, will the rules change? I think the the overwhelming answer to that is yes. And that's why it is so crucial, Randy, to be in a situation where you're dealing with someone that understands what's changing with the rules. And that's, you know, what, one of the things that we strive to be doing is as we're connecting with folks is making sure we get the fact that what rules have changed uh, to benefit or disadvantage, you know, depending on what what's going on there, the situation and in relation to finances, in relation to uh, taxation, in relation to estate planning, all of these different things. And that's why you got to have a specialist in what you do. But yeah, I mean, I think you can guarantee that the rules are going to change. And that's why, you know, another reason, Randy, we've decided to focus on, you know, the retirement phase, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, whether it's somebody retiring from a a company, whether it's somebody retiring from some type of a sport, professional sport, you know, whether it be someone retiring from uh, or just selling a, a company, those are the areas of expertise that we focus on. And I think that's crucial because the roles do change. I've been thinking about some of the things that have changed. I mean, just this past year, we had a big social security strategy that went away. Every single year when they sit down to talk about, you know, what's on the docket, they talk about getting rid of the inherited IRA. So somewhere along the line, that may go away. Right. I think about over my life, you know, I used to be able to deduct on my taxes, my rent when I was a renter. I remember I used to be able to deduct the interest that I paid on a credit card. Can't do that anymore. So these are all things that have been taken out of our pocket that were money saving things that are no longer in existence. I mean, there's a lot of examples there. Well, there's a ton of examples. And, you know, uh, the old quote, you, everybody's probably heard it before, the the idea in life that there's only two guaranteed things, and that is taxes and death. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. right. Only two guarantees. That, you know, so when you think, ah, oh, it's kind of depressing, you could focus on that. But that really is true. And so when we think about it, we say, okay, well, you know, what can we do to plan around that? And that's exactly what we kind of want to dive into. You know, the second question there that I heard was, Someone had asked, you know, having enough money to live on, am I going to outlive my money, et cetera? 
You know, I found, Randy, that's a common thread almost regardless of the level of wealth. It doesn't matter if somebody's got a couple hundred thousand to millions and millions of dollars. You know, what I found is, is that's a common thread. And often the reason is, is because it's perspective. And, you know, Randy, that perspective is huge. So the idea of how do you see your money? How do you see your world? And, you know, that's really where it comes down to a plan. And, and, and you know, that's why, again, I talked in uh, the book, we talked earlier about the idea of financial amnesia the idea that, you know, what's happening with your money. If if you're in a place where you have a greater certainty, and there's a lot of things out there that we cannot guarantee, we know that. But when it comes to your wealth, what we can do, you know, I was talking with a gentleman the other day, he's a senior executive at uh, FPL, he's retiring. He actually already is retired. He's uh, coming into the office, is doing a great uh, work in nonprofit. Buck is his name. They have a a nonprofit called ACE and really, really great nonprofit in, in training future leaders. We've had him on before. But anyways, he's coming in, sitting down. We're kind of creating a plan for him and his retirement. And one of the things that we talked about is they said, okay, listen, if, if parts of your money, we could help you really put it in a place where you know, you're not going to take any market risk and you're going to have the ability to over time to average three to five, four to 6%. If you could average that over time with a piece of your portfolio and take no risk at all and, and be assured that if the market tanks, you're not going to lose a dollar but have the ability to average that kind of rate of return, is that something that would make sense in your eyes as part of the portfolio? And he said, yeah, what, what is it? You know. And then we got into talking about what that was and how it works and everything else. And so I think, folks, the reality of it is, in that question specifically, if you have that same question in your mind, do I have enough money? Am I going to outlive my money? What does that look like? You may not be worried necessarily about outliving it, but really to maximize the money to use it for everything that you feel desired to use it for. You know, I'm a big believer of giving back. So that's when, Randy, getting a plan, sitting down, breaking away from the Wall Street madness and saying, okay, let's maybe look at different financial investments, different tools. You know, maybe there's a bias to this or a bias to that, but maybe there isn't a need to have one. You know, you you have a lot of people out there that are in a situation where they're talking about always buy stocks or always buy ETFs or always buy annuities or always buy managed accounts or always buy non-traders or always buy whatever. And I think we got to look at it from the perspective, Randy, of each investment is a tool and what are the right tools within the toolbox that are correct for the stage of life that we're in. And that's one of the conversations that I had with, with uh, Buck. And, you know, again, as we sit down, you know, talking about those things and going through and saying, okay, how do we, how do we build this out in a way that, that you're comfortable? And that's what matters. And what that will do, Randy, is that will actually reduce and alleviate in a lot of ways that concern of, am I going to run out of money or am I going to have enough money in my future to do what I want to do? Because we know things are going to occur outside of our control. So let's put parts of our money in things that we can control. You know, a lot of people believe that investing is supposed to be this fast-paced, exciting world. Investing, look at Warren Buffett. It should be boring. It should yeah. be getting 3 4 5 6%, and that should be built over time. That's what Warren Buffett says, and that's kind of the way we should view this. Well, at the end of the day, it definitely can be boring, and it becomes even more boring in retirement. <laughs> it, it really does, because, you know, I mean, fixing the money is easy. It's finding a solution, finding homes to invest the money is not that challenging in the retirement years because the goal is to protect it and grow it reasonably, okay? That's what we want to do. You've built your wealth. 
It's time to protect it now. If you want to take a piece of the pie and, and go take some crazy risk on it, that's certainly your own opinion and decision. And that's where, you know, when we built out the financial house, uh, that's where we built out the roof, right? But we want to make sure that we're protecting and growing it reasonably. So you're exactly right. Boring, consistent, and then focus on tax planning and other risks that affect you in the future, like long-term care and, and lawsuits and all these other things. You know, I, I love the idea of focusing on the positives as well. And I know, you know, we're just past uh, Martin Luther King Day just this past week. And I love the quote, Randy, that he says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And you say, well, how does that tie into investments? Well, I think that's where we have to be in a place where we say, you know what? Don't hate this. Don't be a hater. Don't be an investment hater. Oh, I'd never do this. Or, oh, I'd never do that. Be someone who's open to perspective and say, okay, well, let me see about this or that investment that I've heard everybody shouldn't get or that I've heard you always say you can't buy or shouldn't do. And let's talk about it and say, okay, how does this or does this not apply to my own personal situation? So leave you with that quote, folks. Do not be an investment hater, but be someone who's open to opinion and education and understanding really what's appropriate for your situation. That's the key, Randy. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. And as we close today, I want to make sure you know how to find us online. It's leanonthewall.com. You can also give Michael a call at 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. We brought up a lot of things on today's show about maybe rolling over 401ks, putting more money in your control under your umbrella. If you want to know how to do that, give Michael a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Also pick up a copy of Retire Once, Retire Well. You can do that through our website, leanonthewall.com. Michael, we are out of time for today. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, it's been a, been a great show, a lot of good stuff. And uh, folks, I'm going to challenge you to go listen to the previous segments if you've missed it because we had a lot of great things on. I'm going to share this verse and end it with this. is Proverbs 2, 7 to 8, and that is, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. My wife put that verse on my desk, and it's been on here for the week, and it's been a great stuff, great things on my mind. So, folks, I hope that encourages you this week. Here is to living well, having a great, healthy, wealthy week, and uh, adding value to others. Until next week, have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com.